0: The dark power, what is really going on behind weaponized technology, the dark secrets they don't want you to know. In this section, you're going to have the veil of illusion lifted before your very eyes. Your eyes will be opened to see the dark reality that is hiding behind the shiny, fun facade of our modern tech. On our journey together, you're going to discover how addictive technology really is, and it's a lot worse than you realize. You're going to learn how behavioral addictions work and the difference between substance addiction and behavioral addiction you're going to learn who is really behind these tech inventions what they are really looking for and why technology companies want us to use tech more and more and more And a lot of these things are not at all obvious, because if they were, people would not use them. So a veil has been pulled over our eyes to keep us quiet, just like other industries. They don't want us to know what is really going on. And if we did, we would feel shocked and give it up. So they've done a great job keeping us in the dark and you're going to discover what is really going on here you're also going to discover why these companies are lying to us about technology and what their real motivations are that they have not revealed to us i'm going to give you some case studies some real things that real people have said like mark zuckerberg and other CEOs, and people in these companies, what they say to the public versus what they actually are doing, and it's not at all the same. You're going to discover the adverse effects of technology on our well-being, how technology is making us more depressed, more addicted, more stressed, more juvenile, and activating our lower brain so that we are more manipulatable and more controllable. And you're also going to get an inside look at what the future is very likely going to be like. How is tech going to evolve in the future? and What are people going to be doing? This is very shocking and alarming. And so if you know the way things are going and you can prepare yourself for it, you can avoid getting trapped in these things yourself. And of course, you can help other people. And there are many, many, many more things that I'm not going to reveal now that you'll have to discover as you listen. And frankly, just want to be very clear about this. I had my suspicions that there was a lot of shady business going on, a lot of shenanigans, but I was shocked, and I'm considerably more shocked than I thought I would be as I researched into this more and more. I thought something was a little bit off, a little bit dangerous, but it turned out to be way, way, way worse than I could ever imagine. And the more I've done research on this, the more horrified I have become. So just prepare yourself for some pretty alarming reality checks. Some of this perhaps you already know intuitively, some of it you might have read about a little bit. But when you add it all up together, it is a frightening story, a very shocking dystopian picture is emerging. And so we don't even know what is really going on in great detail because it is behind locked doors, steel doors and weaponized military-grade encryption. Yeah, They do not want us to know what is really going on. So we have our suspicions, we have certain things that we know about, and whatever we're aware of now, understand that it's no doubt a lot worse than this, and we're just scratching the tip of the iceberg. So get ready, prepare yourself mentally and emotionally for a pretty shocking time here, and understand that as you see in this new way as you open your eyes and start seeing what's going on and start looking at your cell phone differently and looking at the internet differently and looking at social media differently and looking at all these tech companies your life is going to start to change you're going to go out into the public look around and be like oh my god look what is going on so this is pretty shocking it's kind of like being under a hallucinogenic drug and then it wears off and you're like what is going on really these are shocking times that we live in and so get ready and learn deeply everything that i'm sharing with you look around and see it for yourself okay so i'm giving you a lot of information then you can look at the technology in your own life. You can go online and you can look at other people and you can see this stuff and you'll see it in a new way. So it's kind of gonna be an interesting little discovery of awakening. So are you ready? And some people listening to this, perhaps you're thinking this, might wonder, why do we need to know this? Why is this actually important? Some might say, well, surely it doesn't really matter what's the motivations of these tech companies. Why does it matter to us as long as it works? I don't need to know how Facebook works or how these tech companies work or how they make their money. All I'm interested in is making my phone calls and checking my stats and using the stuff. Why do I need to know? Yeah, it's a good question. Some people might have that in their mind. And let's be honest, a lot of people, frankly, we all, to some degree, are lazy. We'd rather not know what is going on because serious thought is threatening. There's nothing more scary for most people than deep, original thought. Because when we look at things closely and when we question the assumptions that we have made about ourselves and about our life. When we question the very foundation of what we're doing and why we're doing it, it leads to some very profound insights. And those profound insights make us question what we do, why we do it and how we're living and make us start to think, well, maybe I should be living in a very different way than I am. And living in a different way than we are is uncomfortable because change creates crisis, change creates chaos. Yeah, Any change in our lives in one way or another creates some amount of drama. So when you think deeply, you're ultimately leading yourself down the road where you're gonna to have to go through a big change. So many people think, why do we need to know this? Well, because If indeed there is some very shady, dark things going on, we're gonna have to re-question many, many, many aspects of our lives, and that is a little bit challenging. The reason we need to know this is because if we go around ignoring what is going on, we are inevitably going to become pawns in a game we don't even know is happening. To put it bluntly, we already are pawns in this system. And if we don't get out of it, we will become trapped in a system that is designed to trap us and has already trapped billions of people. And the problem with that is that we slowly lose our capacity to question why. Why is this happening? Is this what we really want? And as we lose our capacity to question we become more and more robotic more and more in a hypnotic trance state compliant with the wills of companies and governments and not able to think original thoughts and discover what we really want because all these different technologies One thing in common is they put us into a compliant state. It's like a semi-trance state where we're not fully consciously aware of what we're doing. Clicking, swiping, going back to forth, it's like this state of being where many things are happening on automatic pilot. And that is the perfect state to be susceptible to messages, which is why advertising works so well. And the longer we spend in those states, the less we are capable of focusing and thinking for ourselves. So we're going down a very slippery slope into compliance, addiction, and mental slavery. However, by knowing all these things, we can protect ourselves from these harmful effects of technology that are making people more depressed, more stressed, more lonely and lost and becoming slaves to a system. You can protect yourself from all this. You can also avoid the most addictive and dangerous aspects of technology. Once you understand what is the most lethal stuff, you can avoid it altogether so you don't even get in touch with it. You know, it's like certain drugs are more addictive than others. Certain technologies are more addictive than others. So you can understand the difference and watch out for yourself. And you can help other people get out of it as well. We can become unchained and free so we are able to create a life that is truly meaningful for us, yeah? What is the point of this? Create a wonderful life, yeah? This isn't just technology bashing for the sake of it. This is so that we can have a beautiful, wonderful life and actually make a difference in a world that is progressively more and more disturbed, and we can use technology in a very specific intelligent way so that it can actually serve us so once we understand the downfalls and the hooks and the traps we can avoid them as best we can and then use it in a powerful way so that's why we need to know and i have a very important question for you very very important the question is can you handle your freedom can you handle your freedom now this might sound like an obvious question because if you do these things and you free yourself from these technological traps and these different ways that you're getting snapped and trapped and hooked into the system you will claim back a lot of freedom can you handle it Now, in Aldous Huxley's famous dystopian book, A Brave New World, maybe you've read it, the world in that book has carefully been designed for optimal stability. In case you haven't read the book, I'll give you a quick overview. The babies are not born through a womb like we are nowadays. They are done through test tubes, test tube babies. And each of the babies has a different hereditary so they have the alphas which are the most intelligent and then they have all these different castes and they mess with the baby being born so that some of these lower castes have a lower caste hereditary they mess with it so they're not as intelligent and they can't function as well right and they have a very complicated and wonderful system to get that done And so out they come, right? The babies out their test tubes after a while. And they're born in a factory. And they're given work to do in society that matches their hereditary, okay? So if they're higher caste, they have higher caste work. If they're lower caste, they have lower caste work. And they are conditioned with very clever conditioning, sleep conditioning, so that they're brainwashed to believe certain things since they're born. And in this dystopian world, people are given rations of a drug called Soma. It's a almost like a cocaine hallucinogenic mix that puts people in this relaxed, kind of opiate, cocaine, LSD sort of mix, but it doesn't have any side effects and it puts people in a wonderful, pleasant space where they become docile and go on a Soma holiday. So everything, all their problems disappear. So if they get it all stressed or they get worried, they just take Soma. And the government dishes out Soma again and again and again to everyone. There's Soma rations. Soma, Soma, Soma. And the Soma distracts them from their feelings and allows them to deal with life more easily. In this world, they also have public orgies and are encouraged to have as much sex as they like, sex with anyone they want. And it's a society designed to pander to people's superficial needs. So there's no soul, no God, no higher consciousness, no personal expression, no creativity, no individual freedom. Everyone is a cog in a system designed to sustain itself. And for those in this dystopian society who question the system, who say, "I this doesn't seem right, why are we doing this? Those people are publicly shamed. And if they don't fall back into place and shut up, they are sent away to an island where they can't influence society. So anyone who is an individual who thinks of themselves is removed or shamed And in one part of the book, the world controller, one of the controllers of the world, explains some of the reasoning behind their practices to the main characters who are wanting to find out what is really going on. So the main characters have just been busted, they're about to be sent away on an island, and they get this wonderful opportunity to talk to the world controller and find out why things are done the way they are. It's a very interesting part of the book. And in response to how many hours people work, they're asking why do we have to work so hard? How come people work so hard when we have all these technologies that could save people time? Why do they work as much as they do? Here's what the controller said. Now listen carefully and see how this applies to us. This book, I think, was a wonderful prediction of our current world. The optimum population, said Mustafa Mond, is modeled by the iceberg, eight tenths below the waterline, one ninth above. And they're happier below the waterline, happier than above it, happier than your friend here, for example, he pointed, in spite of that awful work. Awful? Well, they don't find it so. On the contrary, they like it. It's light. It's childishly simple, no strain on the mind or the muscles. Seven and a half hours of mild, unexhausting labor, and then there's the soma ration and games and unrestricted copulation in the feelies. What more could they ask for? True, he said. They might ask for shorter hours, and of course we could give them shorter hours. Technically, it would be a perfectly simple to reduce all lower caste working hours to three or four a day. But they wouldn't be any happier for that. No, they wouldn't. The experiment was tried more than a century and a half ago. The whole of Ireland was put on a four-hour day. What was the result? Unrest and a large increase in the consumption of soma, that was all. Those three and a half hours of extra leisure were so far from being a source of happiness that people felt constrained to take a holiday from them. The inventions office is stuffed with plans for labour saving processes, thousands of them. Mustapha Mond made a lavish gesture. And why don't we put them into execution? For the sake of the laborers, it would be sheer cruelty to afflict them with excessive leisure. So in Brave New World, they could easily give extra leisure time but they choose not to, because people can't handle it. And they choose to distract themselves and escape the situation. Now, by you learning ways to avoid being trapped and using tech to serve you instead of you serving technology, you can personally claim back a lot of your time and freedom. You can have more time to do whatever you want and more freedom to choose how you live the life you live. It's completely in your hands. But the big question is can you handle your freedom and use your freedom? And again, it might sound like an obvious question. Well, of course I can, of course I want it. Maybe for you it is. But is it possible that the controllers of this world, not the fictional book, Brave New World, but this world we're living in, is it possible that they, the big government and the big business have realized that most people cannot handle their freedom? That most people can't handle their freedom and need ways to escape themselves? And while America is meant to be the home of the brave, a land of the free, Looking around, it seems to me that most people simply cannot handle their freedom. We all have a lot more freedom afforded to us in these Western democracies than we use in most cases. And the potential available to us is enormous to live where we want, to do what we want, when we want, to use technology to help us to have all sorts of wonderful things Tech was meant to give us leisure time originally, and now we have more potential to use it for those reasons, but instead of embracing it, most people throw away their freedom without even realizing that they've done it. So, countless hours that are available to millions of people are wasted. And how is all this time wasted? It's wasted in largely low-value entertainment, TV, YouTube, Facebook, social media, and the endless trivia that's taken over the world. Pointless conversations, drama relationships, distraction, distraction, distraction. And it's not their fault. It's not our fault that we've ended up like this. It's because these things have become highly, highly addicted and weaponized. So. Drugs obviously are addictive and we're in a position where society is designed to make us more and more needy and addictive with all the entertainment and with all the images of what you're supposed to have that you don't have that means you're not good enough and social comparison and all these things we'll talk about more and more later. So the new soma in our current society is partly the drugs. There are more and more and more drugs being used. There's countless amounts of recreational drugs, cannabis, alcohol, cigarettes, cocaine, heroin. Heroin, for example, has become an epidemic in America recently. People are using more and more recreational drugs, ecstasy and other things to escape themselves, getting bigger and bigger doses of drugs being taken and that's not to mention the huge increase of antidepressants so many people are on pills nowadays to deal with depression and stress so soma includes the actual drugs that we have physical drugs it also includes the endless tech distractions which are similar in how they affect people so on the one hand in brave new world soma was this one drug that made people feel you know better took them on a holiday, technology also takes us on a holiday. So if someone feels depressed or distressed, there's no need for them to actually take a drug necessarily because it's obvious if you're high at work, you know, if you if someone does heroin and then goes to the office, it might be a little bit obvious, yeah? If they had big dose or if someone's blatantly drunk, staggering about its, its smelling of alcohol, you can't get away with it, right? So if we feel depressed or distressed, we don't need to take a drug, you can just plug in and be taken away to another world full of distractions, full of trivia, full of little dopamine kicks that you get from checking notifications and then keep coming back more and more and more. So many people are doing a little bit of work and then going on Facebook, going on social media, checking out a little thing, going back to work, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth constantly going in and out of reality. So SOMA, I feel in many ways has become this new tech. Tech is the SOMA. The internet is literally endless. It's a bottomless pit. There is no end to the newsfeed. You can scroll down the newsfeed forever and ever and ever and never come to the end of it. That's how hours are wasted. It just goes on and on in instant videos they have autoplay installed so when one video finishes another one starts straight away afterwards so people can binge watch uh, seasons on netflix and things like that video games are 24/7 shopping is 24/7 so while in theory we have all this freedom and we could be traveling the world and enjoying our potential and You know, creating a wonderful life. Instead, millions of people, most people, would rather spend most of their remaining time away from the important work, on hours and hours and hours and hours and hours hours of time staring at their phones, swiping, liking, and watching various things on TV and on online videos. So we all have time, we have way, way, way more time than we realize but unfortunately it's going to waste on low-value distractions instead of high-value meaningful creation and self-actualization. And what this leads to when we avoid our meaningful, powerful joyful wonderful life and exchange it for low value entertainment and clicking and pretend relationships we get depressed and the more depressed we are the more we need to try and feel better and the more we use these things that make us feel worse so it's a very dark vicious cycle. Now those of us who wake up from this dystopian nightmare can clearly see what is going on and what we need to do is avoid the temptation to consume Soma in all its different forms and instead discover the true bliss of life that is right before our eyes.